0: You're listening to 1232, an audio epic, produced by Rumble Stump Entertainment. Chapter 9 When the sun rolled over the mountain that morning, it found the two of them sleeping. Rona woke to the smell of smoke and shot up. Just below them, Taff kept watch over a small fire.
1: Whew, mountain nights get a little chilly. What happened last night? I was so out of it.
2: Good morning, Rona. He turned back at dawn. I watched him go. I don't believe that's the last we will see of Lewis.
0: He stood up and faced her.
2: You look like you need more rest.
1: Rona cocked her head. Well, you're not so hot yourself. Looks like you traded makeup
0: tips with a raccoon or something. Taff chuckled, but Rona didn't think it was funny. She didn't like herself around Taft, to tell the truth. Right now, she was not going to like anything anyone said. Flint half-walked, half-crawled over to the fire.
3: Oh, my back is killing me.
0: He grunted and groaned with a tone that convinced Rona he was faking it.
3: My legs are so cramped. Uh, I'm really super dehydrated right now.
0: Thanks. He said with a relieved sigh as he caught the bottle of water Taff tossed to him.
3: You know, the altitude really didn't get me as bad as it should have, but this cold, this is insane. It shouldn't be this cold in June or July, is it now?
0: He turned around and edged closer to the fire. Flint was a sight, still donning his mismatched sweater and tie, dotted with blood and dust. Rona scorned him for being inept. But for Taff, it was heartbreaking to watch them.
2: If I can't get back to my brother and my family... Maybe helping these two come to terms would be almost as good.
0: Taft saw right through Flint. A young man who was more mind than muscle, more talk than action, and more show than heart. Concerned mostly with himself. Men like Flint always said the right answer before they did the right thing. Still, if God could take away Taft's heart of poison and replace it with a heart of honor then he would attempt to show Flint the way. Perhaps God would do a miracle for him, too.
2: What sort of man are
3: you, Flint?
0: Taff figured he would start there.
3: I'm, uh, I study history.
0: Flint thought he sounded important saying it. But when it came out into the air, it put his life in perspective. Rona recoiled and left the fire to sit down a little way off.
2: I'm sure that is rewarding.
0: Taft tried not to sound condescending.
2: Uh, it is, yeah. Um,
3: yep. Um, actually, I've really had some breakthroughs that revolutionize historical perspectives, but when our dad disappeared, that was just, uh, you know, so hard, and I just haven't gotten a chance to publish my
1: research. So far.
0: Flint was talking deeper than usual. Rona sneered at him.
1: What a pitiful excuse for a show-off,
2: she thought. I'm sorry to hear that. How long ago?
0: Taff craned his neck toward Rona as he spoke.
3: Oh, it was three years ago. He was on the verge of history's most significant scientific discovery, and he just disappeared. Yeah, so what uh, oh, what sort of man are you?
0: Flint spread his legs, locking his knees, and crossed his arms. He did not realize how hard he was trying to look manly.
2: I worked for Black Dagger.
0: Taff replied.
3: Oh, that's uh, cool. Uh, where are you from? You have a real unique accent.
2: Reckon. But I was born in Dolwyddelan. Ellen.
0: Taff didn't think the Thatchers had earned his trust enough to know the whole truth.
3: Wales, right? Makes sense. I get the name now. Taff. That's sort of a reference to a river there, right? Or something to do with a valley, or...
0: Flint sputtered. As the little campfire smoke clung to him, awkwardness overcame them, and the conversation died for a long while.
2: What was this discovery your father was about to make?
0: Taff tried again. Oh, not again! Rona said aloud as she got up and moved further away. Flint ignored her.
3: Uh, my dad, Dr. John Thatcher, is a renowned physicist. He was contracted by the government to go out in the field and follow up his energy research. Yeah, as a matter of fact, they hired Black Dagger to escort him during his field work. And how long have you been working for Black Dagger exactly, Taff?
0: Now Taff understood why Flint was being so coy.
2: Three years.
0: Both men seemed to have realized something at the same moment. They both came out with a question. Flint asked...
3: Did you know about my dad?
0: While Taff said...
3: Where did he disappear?
0: Flint gestured for Taff to speak first.
2: I know about your father. If he disappeared in New Mexico three years ago today, exactly.
0: Flint's face went blank. Rona turned around and came a little closer to hear better. This was news to her, too. Well... Flint paused as if he were going to say something relevant, but all that came out was... Tell me more. Taff chose his words carefully, not wanting to give them the idea he was hiding anything. After all, the truth was frankly unbelievable, especially to two people who didn't know what God could do.
2: I first came to Black Dagger that day in these mountains where they lost the scientists they were escorting. They said he vanished in a flash of light, along with another member of Black Dagger. They found no trace of them because of the disappearance the matter was hushed up.
0: Taff was amazed that the most significant circumstance in his life, other than his encounter with Christ, could be summed up in so few words.
3: Well, where?
0: Flint had dropped his manly pretenses and was back to acting like a schoolboy.
3: This is incredible. What are the odds we will meet this guy? That Rona would actually live so close to the truth I've been looking for? This is monumental. This is awesome. What a coincidence.
0: Flint's thoughts kept running inside his head, making his heart beat rapidly. Up there. Taff pointed higher up the face of the Pathos Mountains. Scarred by wildfire, on its peak was a little island of ponderosa saplings They made the burned-dead ones around them look like bristles on a giant hog's back. Flint and Rona both looked up at it.
1: Plenty of rocks to choose from,
0: Rona said, smirking. Taff waited for them to ask him why he was wandering around up here in the first place. But neither of them did. Though he was glad he did not have to tell them, the fact that they didn't even ask told him they were both beyond selfish. He bent down and reached into his pack.
2: I've got one MRE and one bottle of water here. You each take what you like. Looks like you both could use some nourishment.
0: He pulled the MRE out along with his Bible and offered the package to Flint.
3: What's MRE?
0: Flint asked timidly accepting the brown plastic package. It's food, genius.
1: What's in there? Rona
0: grabbed it from him.
1: Oh, ravioli. I'll take the main course. You can have the M&M's. I hate chocolate. She
0: drew her knife and sliced open the package, dumping its contents on the ground next to the fire. Flint bent over and picked up one of the smaller packets. Uh, How do you cook it? I'll show you. Water. Taff handed Rona the steel thermos. With the cap in her mouth, Rona poured the hot water into the ravioli packet and watched the steam rise out of it. Flint stared in amazement. Rona, now awake fully, was more aware of where they were.
1: It'll be done in just a second. Hey, Taff, what's the plan?
0: We're going to take just a minute to hear from our awesome sponsors who make this show possible. Then we'll get back to the show.
4: Young and old adventurers alike should know the importance of preventing new injuries and healing old ones. That's why 1232 is sponsored by Alpha and Omega Chiropractic, serving Ruidoso, New Mexico and the surrounding area. Whether you're seeking treatment for a new or reoccurring pain or are interested in preventative care, they are ready to work with you towards a healthier and happier you. Visit Alpha alphaandomegachiropractic.com for more information and schedule an appointment today. That's Alpha and Omega This episode of 1232 is sponsored in part by Oasis Family Media and its family of companies, including Oasis Audio, Enclave Publishing, and Sky Turtle Press. Publishers of the forthcoming epic, Edmund Spencer's The Fairy Queen, rendered in modern prose by Rebecca K. Reynolds and illustrated by Justin Girard. For more information, visit FairyQueen.com. That's FairyQueen.com, Or find the link in the description below.
0: And now, back to the show.
1: How far is that safe house you told me about? Taff
0: had reclined on his elbow with his feet to the dying fire. He was reading his Bible and looked up at the two of them.
2: We will talk about that when you are finished eating.
0: He bent his head back down into the Bible. But he wasn't reading. He was thinking.
2: It is possible to go back, it must be. Why else would the Hand of Providence arrange that we are here on this mountain on this very day? And how like the work of God to bring these two together now. Lead me home, if Flint could figure out a way.
0: It would not take much convincing to get Flint to come with him to the spot. Would it only work at the exact same hour it happened before? Taft didn't know but it would be foolish not to try. His eyes glanced over the pages, resting on the words of Psalm 56.
2: You have kept count of my tossings, put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? And my enemies will turn back in the day when I call. This I know, that God is for me. In God, whose word I praise... In the Lord, whose word I praise, in God I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? I must perform my vows to you, O God. I will render thank-offerings to you. For you have delivered my soul from death. Yes, my feet from falling. That I may walk before God in the light of life.
0: He savored the words. All his life before, he had known of God, but nothing compared to God knowing him and speaking to him from the words of scripture. Taff longed to bring this back to his family.
2: These words would change them as they have changed me.
0: Arona's voice interrupted his daydream. Mmm, so good. Oh, I'm so full. Rona said this with her mouth full of ravioli, watching Flint try to get enough out of the extras in the MRE. Flint glared at Rona, who kept stuffing ravioli in her mouth. He had to be content with the water and the MRE version of garlic bread.
3: This wouldn't be such an awful morning if I had coffee.
0: He mumbled, trying to swallow the dehydrated bread. He was almost finished with his meal and Rona hers when they both noticed the little packet of instant coffee, lying on the ground. They dove for it, and Flint got it. Ha! Checkmate.
1: Great. The nerd gets the coffee, and I get the gum.
0: Rona picked up the tablet of laxative gum and rolled her eyes. Flint was not paying attention to her while he dumped the instant coffee into the half-empty bottle of water. Watching him, she got an
1: idea. Well, that's okay. You can have the coffee. I get the caffeine. Huh? Flint paused, giving her a puzzled look. Well, in some MREs, they put the coffee in for taste, but they all include this little tablet of caffeine gum. It's like a triple shot of espresso. It's great, but you enjoy your coffee. She
0: tore open the package and lifted it to her mouth.
3: Wait, wait, wait. Trade. Trade.
0: No, thanks. She said warmly, about to bite into the gum.
3: Come on, Rona. I'm. I really need it. You're, you know, in good shape and all that, but I need caffeine if we're gonna be climbing mountains today. Please.
0: Flint had his best puppy dog face on.
1: Well, I guess I can do without it. You're right. You'll probably need it if you're gonna keep up with us.
0: She handed him the gum and took the coffee and watched as Flint popped the tablet in his mouth and started chewing. Rona smugly took a swig of her coffee and winced. It tasted awful, but at least it was caffeine. She glanced up at Taff. He shook his head and went back to reading. Rona started to feel guilty. It's not like I hurt him. Good grief. Then she noticed the Bible. She never imagined him to be that kind of person and couldn't figure it out. Taff looked at his watch. He didn't know the exact time of the incident, But by his calculation, he had arrived no earlier than four in the afternoon last time. He put his Bible back into the pack and kicked dirt on the fire.
1: How far is the safe house? Rona's voice was chilled and sharp.
2: Now We're going to stay one more night out here.
1: Well, I'm not. Why would you want to do that?
2: I want to take your brother to the place where your father disappeared. It is also best for you to stay out of sight completely for as long as you can.
0: Taff faced her with a cool head and a keen eye. Her temper did not unsettle him.
1: Oh, suddenly you're out to protect me? <laughs> really? Well, isn't it a funny coincidence that Lewis was so close behind you last night? How'd you get out here? Did you walk from Cruces? Or did you get dropped off by somebody we know? What really happened down there? You tell me, because I don't see how this all fits together.
0: Rona's challenge was obvious. Flint was still sitting cross-legged, looking back and forth at them, dumbstruck.
2: I'm not the enemy, Rona.
0: Taff said it firmly, but with compassion. He looked her in the eye before he turned and stepped a few paces away.
2: Flint, if you choose to accompany me, you might get some answers. Rona, I want you along, but the choice is yours.
0: Taff began walking. Flint got up and started after him, then looked back at Rona. Rona.
3: Well, uh, good luck. Um,
0: yeah. After a moment's hesitation, he trotted clumsily up the trail and caught up with Taff. Taff turned and looked back at her. Rona just stood there. Of course she did not believe Taff was working with Lewis. Rona wiped her forehead. She was mad. Just before Rona stepped off the embankment, she looked across the ridge they had come across the night before. She saw movement. She stopped, squinting to focus on what she saw. If I didn't know better, I'd think that was a it was a man. She could not be sure who, but anybody up there was enough to make her worry. When Rona caught up, Taff and Flint had already seen the figure on the opposite ridge. Taff took them through some rough country to stay out of sight. Rona overcame her physical struggle with what mental strength she had left. But Flint was miserable and could not stop complaining about his stomach. There was nothing he wanted more than to stop. They could not take that chance. All day as they scrambled around on the rocks, they had to put up with Flint's constant whining. And since Rona knew the cause of Flint's pain, she blamed herself for slowing them down. If I just kept my head on straight. By three that afternoon, they were getting near the place where John Thatcher had mysteriously vanished. Not having seen any trace of humans for several hours, they stopped for a few minutes in the brush.
2: I'm sorry, I don't have more water. Flint, are you all right?
0: Flint looked pale and just nodded at Taff, who then turned to Rona.
2: Rona, how are your ribs?
1: Fine. How much further? You actually think we'll be secure in the spot we're headed to?
2: It is well out of sight. Not far.
0: Taft said this to reassure her, but Lewis would know right where it was. He just hoped they would get there first.
2: Wouldn't it be a miracle if... if I got to go home?
0: It was a lot to wish for, but he remembered his verse.
2: What is impossible with man is possible with God. Apparently,
3: Lewis hunted us down.
0: Flint remarked more to himself than to anyone in particular. Yeah, right. Rona was getting her win now.
2: Oh, be assured, he is on our trail. He has much to gain from silencing you, Rona.
0: Taff told her this while he looked up the trail and the direction they were about to go.
1: Well, he's not going to let the law get me.
0: Once they hear what I
1: have to say, they'll put him away so far back he'll never see the sun again.
0: Rona looked from Taft to Flint, measuring their reactions. Let's go.
4: We interrupt this episode to bring you a quick word from our sponsors. Is your tea in the cupboard boring? Is the coffee you buy from the grocery store expensive and crappy? It's time you use our promo code 1232 for 32% off your first order of quality tea and coffee from AtticusTea.com. That's one two three two for 32% off your first order at AtticusT.com Hello
0: 1232 listeners. This is Callie Sue, and I'm excited to tell you about Dramafy, the ultimate platform for creators and fans of audio dramas. With oodles of genres, hundreds of shows, and thousands of episodes, Dramafy is your go-to streaming service exclusively for family-friendly audio dramas. Whether you're a devoted listener or a creator of a family-friendly masterpiece, Dramafy has something for you. And guess what, 1232 listeners? You can now enjoy 1232 on Dramafy. Just go to dramafy.com forward slash 1232. That's D-R-A-M-A-F-Y dot com slash 1232. And get started for free. Happy listening.
4: Do you like listening to your stories with less advertisements? I understand. Do you and the babushka and the kiddies want interruption-free show? Go to audio-epic.com to buy it. At free, that's audio-epic.com for advertisement-free show. It's easy.
0: They continued to climb the rocks under the cover of dense scrub cedar trees. It was slow going, so Taff picked up the pace. The sooner they got there, the better. High on the side of the pathos, there was a steep rock face about 16 feet tall. Directly below it was a bed of small boulders with grassy patches of soil scattered about. Water seeped out of the rock and bled onto the dirt. Some hardy pines had toughened out the weather to be close to the water, but their roots, bare and snake-like, were twined around the rocks to get a taste. The meteor fragment Dr. Thatcher had found was embedded in the cliff. When last here, Dr. Thatcher had chiseled some of the rock away, but couldn't remove the stone. It had the same shiny blackness as hematite, but a texture like flint, jagged and sharp. Taft, Flint, and Rona arrived there at around 4.30, when the sun caught the glimmer of the strange stone. Its iridescent glow was impossible to miss. Flint was too tired, too sick, and too overwhelmed to say much. He just did not have the energy to be as excited as he wanted to be. The other side of that was a great oppressive sadness that enveloped him. There were no clues. He looked over every inch of the place and examined the stone carefully, but nothing came to him.
3: Dad, what were you doing up here? Was this stone worth losing us over?
0: A type of agitation settled on Flint. His thoughts were interrupted by Taft.
3: Are you a scientist, Flint? No, I'm actually a historian.
0: Flint was condescending. He had already said that once.
2: What do you know about this stone?
0: Taff had a reason for asking. But to Flint, he did not deserve a thorough answer.
3: It's a subtonic fragment, and it has a vast number of scientific uses, particularly for energy. That's why my dad was looking for. it. It's quite an amazing find, actually. I mean, we should probably get it and... and...
0: Flint realized how hard it would be to keep it from falling into the wrong hands.
3: Or or leave it here, you know, until later.
0: He changed the subject.
3: In ancient times, these stones were considered magical. They were part of a pre-Celtic religion on the British Isles. Well, the dates are debatable. The Aztecs used one for a battery, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Flint got closer to the stone to examine it while talking.
2: There's more than one.
0: Taff watched Flint's face as he studied the stone.
2: Yes, actually.
3: Upwards of three, according to various texts. Only accurate records of this perhaps being the same stone are the recorded meteor showers. They seem to be connected throughout history. Merlin was said to have forged Excalibur from a meteorite. According to British lore, the stones had great power. Whoever was in possession of the stone or stones was considered the legitimate leader of all tribes and clans, or the High Chieftain. They called them the...
2: stones.
0: Taff interrupted him, finishing his sentence. Yes. How did you know that?
2: I've had a little experience with medieval history.
0: Conversation died off as Flint went on a monologue about his thesis. Taff had nothing more to say. He had some disappointment to deal with. They had waited over an hour, and nothing had happened. Rona still bristled, kept her distance while they poked around. She was nervous. They were spending so much time in such a vulnerable place. When the evening star could almost be seen in the pale blue of beginning twilight, Taff was ready to give up. Flint was examining the stone for the fifth time, standing directly in front of it. Taff crouched down to the left of him, four feet away. Rona, sick and tired of wasting time, stood with her arms crossed, about eight feet to Flint's right. She was looking uphill at them when a subtle noise got her attention. She turned around, and was face to face with Lewis. The next few seconds were a blur. Rona's reaction was delayed. She took five steps backward, drawing the pistol from her belt as she did. Taff stood up where he was and reached for his knife. Flint was frozen, his hand still on the stone. Lewis swiftly knocked the pistol out of Rona's hand. Taff took a step forward and sent his knife into the air, and Rona took another step backwards. She was now at equal distance from Flint as Taff was on the other side, making a perfect triangle. Before the knife found its target, the sun ducked behind the mountain and a bright flash of blue-white light surged from the stone, blinding everyone. Then the world went black. been listening to episode 9 of 1232, produced by Rumble Stump Entertainment, written by Callie Sue and Cheyenne Bell, narrated by Callie Sue. Today's voice talents include Robin Cage as Rona Thatcher, Matt Burke as Taff, and Corey Keller as Flint Thatcher. This episode was mixed and engineered by Jet Black, edited by Casey Cobieto, Cobbietto Sounds, music by Callie Sue and Jet Black, featuring James Dillon, Millie Scott, Zach Bryant, and Jeff Spirko, performing Static Line. Mastered by Zach Bryant, Nine Moon Mastering. Cover art by Niall C. Grant. This episode was made possible by our generous and incredible backers through Kickstarter. You know who you are. To our knights, our bards, our Welsh bowmen, our wizards and chieftains, thank you. Continue the adventure in episode 10.